Hey everybody, Nate Clark here. I'm the pastor of Oasis Church here in Richmond, Virginia. We pray that this podcast is helpful and encouraging to you in your life. Here's today's message. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks so much for being here, celebrating the birth of Christ together. And if we haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name is Nate and uh, really glad you're here. Welcome to Oasis. And I want to look for a few moments this afternoon at the scriptures uh, that tell us about the coming of Christ, uh, God becoming, uh, putting on flesh and dwelling among us. I want to look at two verses, I'm sorry, three verses in Luke chapter 2. It's where we've, the last three weeks we've been looking at this passage and two weeks ago we looked at leading up to the passage. Last week we looked about after the passage, and tonight I want to look at this passage specifically. Uh, Here's what God's Word says in Luke chapter number 2, verse number 10. It says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Somebody say good news. Say it again. Say good news. I bring you good news of great joy. Will you say great joy? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Today, I want to talk about, for just a moment, God's great message. God's great message. You know, um, a lot of different environments you go into, uh, particularly in the sporting arena. I love sports, and so uh, different organizations or sports teams or different times or seasons have kind of a statement or an anthem to it, right? It's, it's something that is uh, said, it's something that is known, that kind of recaps or summarizes the heartbeat and the goal of the organization or the moment or the season. And if there was a, a statement or a summary uh, that would give us what this Christmas season is all about, what is the heart of God uh, in this season as we celebrate the coming of Christ, um, this, this passage, I think, does it really well, where the angel said, I'm bringing you good news of great joy. Like that, that it, that's it right there. That's what this season is about. That's the heart and the message, the anthem of God as we celebrate and receive Christ coming to us is that it's good news of great joy. It's good news of great joy. I've got three observations from this scripture today that I want to look at. The first one is this, that this is a message with joyful emphasis. This is a message of joyful emphasis. Emphasis. Again, it is good news that will cause great joy. This is the classic cause and effect. If this happens, then this will happen. Cause and effect. The angels are saying, hey, here's the cause. There's good news coming. Here's the effect of the good news. It's going to bring great joy to you. It's a good message, and the message will result in great joy. Good news of great joy. This word uh, gospel that we speak of a lot, it's a Greek word, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you a little bit here. You're going to learn something on Christmas Eve. Is that okay today? You're going to learn something on Christmas Eve? The, the Greek word for gospel is this, evangelion, evangelion. It's two different words. The first one is ev, which means good. Let's all say that together. Ready? Ev. Ev, there you go, you're learning Greek today. Well, well done, well done. Ev, ev means good, it means great, and then and Gelion means message or messenger. It's where we get the word angel. Angels often came as messengers carrying a message. So Ev is good, 
and Gelion is message. And so together, it means good message. It means, it means something coming to you that is bringing uh, goodness. It is a message bringing goodness. And this word was not actually a churchy word or a faith word. Uh, when this word was originally used, it was actually used in the military. So when a town knew that they were going to be going into battle, when they knew they would potentially be under attack, when they knew they had to go to war, the town would send out its soldiers. They would send out those that would go fight for them, and they would go over the horizon. They would go off to the battlefield, and they would fight while the people in the town, uh, again, without technology and communication, hoping and praying uh, that the battle was going to their behalf. And so how they, how they heard how the battle went was there were messengers. And so if the, if the people went off and fought and they won the battle, they would send someone that was a messenger. They would actually call this person an evangelist. And the evangelist would leave the battlefield with the message of good news. We won the battle. The battle has been victorious. We have the victory. The enemy has been defeated. The evangelist would run back to the town with an evangelion, with a good message to deliver to the people. They would come back with a gospel to share with the town. And the gospel was this to the town. We won. We're victorious. We've defeated the enemy. We have overcome. We have won. So here's what the message of Christ is. It is a evangelion. It is a good message with a declaration that, hey, Christ is here. He's here. He has come. He is victorious. He will rule and he will reign. He will overcome death, hell, and the grave. He is righteous. He is the Messiah. He is Lord. He has won. It is a good message. Anybody grateful for that? It's a good message. It's a message that brings hope and brings joy. It's not a gloomy message. It's not a mediocre message. It's not a sorrowful message. It's not a half-hearted message. No, no, no. The message of the gospel is a good message with a joyful emphasis. It is good news that will bring great joy. My hope and my prayer for you in this season, regardless of what the outward circumstances look like in your life in this season, that the good news of Jesus would give your heart and your spirit great joy today. Great joy today. The gospel is a message of joy. Here's what Paul says in the book of Romans, chapter number 15. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 16 says this, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, where eternal pleasures are at your right hand. Psalm 30 says this, you turn my wailing, or you turn my mourning into dancing. Come on, this is the message of the gospel. It is a good message that brings great joy. You turn my wailing into dancing. You removed sackcloth, 
And you clothed me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. Come on, this, the cause and effect. God, you've been so good, and the effect is my heart is filled with joy. I will praise you forevermore because it's a good message that brings me great joy. May the joyful emphasis of Christ be in your heart and be in your life and be in your mind and be in your home in this season. In Jesus' name, amen? The second thing about this text is not only a joyful emphasis, but there's also, it's a large scale. It's a large scale. Look, he says in chapter 2, verse 10, that will cause great joy, and then look at this, for all the people. This is a message that's causing great joy, and, and who is it for? It's for all the people. So, so this was not a small message. This was not a message to be contained and reserved and kept close. This was a message for all the people to hear. This was a declaration from God, a message from God for the world on a large scale. And we know this because Jesus himself, uh, he tells his disciples in Mark chapter 16, he says this, uh, go into what? All the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So here's what you're to do with this message. Take it to the whole world. This message is not just for us four no more, right? It's, it's easy to, to, to just get in your little bubble and us four no more, but the gospel is not just for us. It's for the whole world. God came to do it on a large scale. Jesus said, go preach the gospel to all nations. Jesus says in the Great Commission at the end of Matthew's gospel, go and make disciples, here it is again, ready, of all nations, Take this message everywhere. This message is for everyone, to all who are far off, to all who would hear the good news, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We see Paul say in Galatians chapter number three, he says, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. So he's saying, hey, if you've put your faith in Christ, if you have received this good message, you're all one in Christ. You, you, you have a new um, association now. You're all one in Christ. For all of you were baptized, have been clothed with, have clothed yourselves with Christ. Then he says there's no Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. You are all one in Christ. Now here's what he's doing. He's not saying there's no Jewish people and there's no Gentiles. He's not saying in this time there was no slaves and no free people. He's not saying that there's no males or females. All of those were true, but what he's saying is, hey, if, if you've received the message of Christ, that is now your greater identity. No matter who you are or where you came from, you are now one by faith in Christ. Why? Because this message is for all people. It's for all people. Whoever would hear, whoever would call upon the name of the Lord, this is a message for all the people. Paul says this again in Romans chapter 10. For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all who richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone, look at that, say everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The message of the gospel, the good news of this season is on a large scale. It's on a grand scale. It is for everyone. I wanna speak specifically to you today. The message, the good news of Christ is for you today. You say, Nate, this is the first time I've sat in a church service in a whole year. I'm so glad you're here. It's for you today. 
You say, I have, man, I've, I've been so far from God, and my, I feel like my spiritual life has been in a tailspin, and I've messed up more than I've got it right. I would just say to you, uh, the good news of Christ is for you today. Christ came for you. Every person here today is uniquely an image bearer of God. God made you. God knows you. And Jesus came so that you could be right with God. The message is for you. It's not just for them. It's for you. It's not just for out there. It's for you today. It it, it came for a large scale. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what neighborhood you grew up in. I don't care what what parents, uh, how they brought you up. The message of Christ is for you today. It's on a large scale. It's for all who would call upon the name of the Lord. It has a joyful emphasis. It brings great joy. And it's for everyone who would believe today. If, if today, if you are not in right relationship with God, if you haven't believed in the message of Christ, I pray for you today, the day, today would be the day of salvation. Say, today would be the day I believe in the message of Christ and I give Christ my life because the message is for you today. Christ is for you today. And the third thing from this text, it's not only a joyful emphasis and it's not only in a large scale, but it also has heavenly significance has heavenly significance. See, when Jesus came, he came as a savior, and he got that name savior, but what's interesting is this name savior, even today, gets thrown around a lot to all kinds of people. There are saviors that people will say in the political arena, this, this person, this man or woman came and did these things and changed this and they were a savior. Or maybe it's just a relationship in your life and somebody came and did this thing and they caused great good and great help and great aid in your life and they were a savior. Or uh, it could be an athlete to your sports team. You've just been wandering in the sports world in mediocrity forever and then you get a draft pick and it changes everything and they were the savior for our team. I'm praying that for my Minnesota Vikings in Jesus' name. I just receive it today. They're playing right now. I just feel the anointing as they play right now. So <laughs> just, right, so uh, a savior. There were lots of saviors. People would look at lots of different people that brought lots of great good and lots of great help and would label them with the name savior. That's the savior. They're a savior. He's a savior. She's a savior. But, but specifically with Jesus, he wasn't just a savior like anyone else that brought aid. He wasn't just a savior like anyone else that brought good news or brought hope to someone. Jesus was a savior with heavenly significance. His, his origins were in heaven. He was not just a man, but he was God in the flesh. He was God in the flesh. Here's what Luke says in verse number 11. He says, in the town of David, a savior has been born, right? So he's a savior, but then he gives us more insight into him. He's not just any savior. He's not just anybody that came to help. He's not just anybody that came to bring aid and hope. He says this, he is the Messiah, the Lord. So, So yes, he's a savior. He's going to save. He's going to redeem. He is going to bring good, but he's not just any normal savior. He is the Messiah. He is God. He has come from heaven. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. He's got heavenly origin, his heavenly significance. And I want to encourage you today, Jesus didn't just come to be our savior and forgive our sins. He came to be our Lord, came to be king. He he humbled himself. He put on flesh. He was born of a virgin. He was born in a manger. And, And he was and he is 
king. He's Messiah. He, he, was just, he, he was just as much God in the manger as he is now God at the right hand of the Father. He was God. He was God eternal. He was God in the flesh, and he is God today. And the same God that was born in a manger today, he, he, he died on the cross so that me and you could know him, and he would call you to himself today to say, I've got good news. I've got good news. Hey, hey, good news that brings great joy brings great joy. And it's for you. It's not just for them. It's for you today. This good news is for you today. That if you, by faith, receive Christ, you could be reconciled back to him and receive this message of great joy that has heavenly significance. It'll, it'll change everything about your life now, but it'll also change your eternity. Why? Because Jesus just wasn't an ordinary savior. He was Messiah. He was the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just stand to your feet all over the room this afternoon. We're going to pray together as a church family, and we're going to really just rejoice and reflect in the fact that God has come to us. Anybody grateful for that tonight? God's come to us. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. I want you to reflect on this good news today that brings great joy. If you know this joy personally in your heart, you could, you could testify this afternoon, man, this news has brought me great joy. I want you to reflect on that for just a moment. If maybe you haven't, Jesus is not the Savior and the Lord of your life. I can't think of a better time than today would be the day of salvation. Today would be the day that you trust Christ to be the forgiver of your sins, the leader of your life. You give him control today. You ask him to be your savior and your Lord. God would delight in forgiving you today. He'd delight in saving you today. Today could be the day of salvation for you. I, I plead with you, don't let this day go by without giving your heart to Christ if you haven't yet. So Father, we reflect today on this good news, this great message of joy. Lord, that you came in the flesh to dwell among us. God, you came to win the victory against sin that we could not win on our own. Lord, you came to bridge the gap we were incapable of bridging. Lord, we're grateful today. Lord, thank you that just like the evangelist that would come over the horizon and declare there's victory, Lord, I thank you that today, because of Christ, we can declare we have victory in Jesus' name. Thank you for the victory that we have in you today, Lord. Thank you for the hope of this season. Thank you for the comfort of this season. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters today that need comfort in this season. May the peace of God guard their heart and their mind in Christ Jesus. Lord, may, may you be close to those who need it today, God. May you be comfort and peace and joy in Jesus' name. Lord, we surrender fresh our lives to you in this moment and say, take our lives, Lord. May they be pleasing and honoring to you. We love you, Lord. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. Hey, if this content was helpful and encouraging to you, you could help us out by leaving a review or sharing it with the people in your life. I know it would bless them. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.